assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built-in deniability. What makes you think you can control them? You had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with the, with the black outfits, and with the helmets, and with the baseball bats. You, got a, you had a lot of bad, you had a lot of bad people in the other group. What about the alt-left that came charging at the, as you say, the alt-right? Do they have any semblance this of This week, it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you, all, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Welcome to the Atheist Juniors podcast. I need a minute. I'm Kari and I'm here with Cardo. And we are going to talk about the events of the last two weeks involving King Trump. As, is, as, is he king now? As Jimmy Kimmel said, the only way for America out of this is to name Donald Trump king and allow him to just be a figurehead and have somebody else be the actual president. I don't so, think he has the discipline to allow that. So he could do just like the same kind of shit that Queen Elizabeth does. He, like you go to events, you cut ribbons, you do like quote unquote charity work. I don't even want to know what Donald Trump's charity work would be. <laughs> now that I say that. But um, yeah, that's their only way out of it. So the first thing that we're going to get into is during the, the U.S. presidential campaign, Donald Trump played a lot of dog whistle politics. He used a lot of phrases like law and order. He used uh, the term Chicago to mean, like, in general, black people and then black crime. So anytime you hear Donald Trump say Chicago, like, know what it means. And it's deep-rooted in the Republican Party of, like, you send these dog whistle signals um, after the Southern strategy, the Richard right. Nixon administration, after Lee Atwater in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and what he built and, um, and was instrumental in getting George H. Bush to become the president. Um, here we are in in 2000s. You had John McCain uh, stood up during a rally and said that no, Barack Obama's a good man. And it seemed like a turning point for Republican politics, but it apparently was not. Took 100,000 steps back. 100,000 steps back with Donald Trump. And he wasn't even necessarily dog whistling. He was like dog barking. Yeah, like, yeah, it, was it was very transparent it was what he was doing. It was very blatant. So during the time of the campaign, what did you think about like some of the strategy that Donald Trump was using and how did you think it would affect um, America or the world in general? Well, if, if you look back at the campaign, I, I made no jokes about yeah. how I felt about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. his campaign and all that. I just was somewhat shocked by the people that bought in. My expectation was the quote-unquote middle America, the quote-unquote backwaters, the, the, the people in those southern states, you know, those people away from the mainstream those were the people that would rally behind him. What I did not expect was, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, the hype that was built up around Donald Trump by those that were anti-establishment, those because, that were anti-Washington. Because at some point, he became, like, a media creation, right? Yeah. And he became a media creation and then also a vessel for people who were just upset with the political correctness of, like, everyday life. Mm-hmm. And we had a, an entire podcast about that same thing, the pol- political correctness, that it turns a lot of people off. Right. And because people spend so much of their day like bantering back and forth on social media or seeing like opinions of other people, they get just hardened into their opinions. They don't have the... Or they choose not to change their mind. And at some point, um, someone like Donald Trump can come along and you can be like, well, he's my vessel. Right. I'd rather just see... I'd rather have the schadenfreude of seeing other people hurt and I could ride with But Donald. what I expected, I, I expected to hear people say, yeah, exactly what Donald Trump said, but still be able to draw the line and be like, but I don't support him. No type line. Yeah, it's, it, it was just all together at once. So, like, that was quick. We, that's just the foundation. Because yeah. then he became president. And he won the election. People laughed. Uh, Republicans celebrated. People loved to see, like, liberal tears happen. But then it was like, a, there's a sea change in America because the country is actually changing. 
because one of the things that again on this podcast we talk about a lot like when technology comes around right and you just don't have the opinion of like i guess your father at the dinner table like or whatever beliefs your parents have you get um those beliefs get uh just drilled into your head you just don't have that anymore and i'll bring that point up again later because it's very important for what happens later so then you have the entire internet and all of social media so your opinions can differ from people in your house you have opinions coming in from everywhere and this affects everyone because someone is the age as donald trump can be affected by technology the same way because he's become a creature of uh cable news (laughs) like severely a creature He's of cable dependent news. on it and, it's, and it's, it emboldened like we heard the phrase alt-right come about it emboldened conservatives it emboldened white supremacists it emboldened all of these people to believe that donald trump is our essentially he's our john snow he's yeah. our messiah and they were riding with him and then this weekend happened protests in virginia and the first thing was the torch march and which shocked the sh- like I can't even pretend with it. That shocked the shit out of me. I like I I sat back, I watched it, and it's like, no, this really twenty seventeen. Let me check my calendar to be sure. Nope, yep, it's it's twenty seventeen. We got niggas walking up a, uh, a college campus screaming blood in soil with torches in their hand in two thousand seventeen. Okay, like we gotta talk about their chant game. Like many, many times. <laughs> they had uh You Will Not Replace Us. Right. They had um, Jews Will Not Replace Us. That Amazing. was the remix. That was the remix of You Will Not Replace Us. Blood and Soil, like you said. Um, I put Lutran Attack just because I still hate that. <laughs> and I believe that a Nazi would come up with that. <laughs> Attack. And then um, Whose Street Are Streets. That's just very hip-hop. You would yeah. not think that white supremacists would be rocking yeah. with a saying like that. And then, of course, White Lives Matter. White Lives Matter. Certainly. So a couple of things about that, right? Like, And you brought up 2017 and a very 2017 response when people weren't taking this seriously was then clowning them about the tiki torches so you saw like all online people just like getting at them about the tiki torches like y'all look lame what stood out to me the two things that stood out to me most were one the people dressed up as donald trump going to golf Mm. so they were wearing like the white polo the maga hats and the khaki uh, pants and i'm just like listen these you might not want to own them, but they own you. Yeah, you. And they will ride with you. And they rock in the perfect attire. That was their, like, listen, I, I'm i already afraid for Halloween, for people <laughs> wearing that. And then, like, with the white glove and, ah, it's going to be fucked up. But then the second thing was the few University of Virginia students who were doing a counter-protest to all of those white supremacists around them stood up with their signs was like, nah, y'all ain't going to do that on our campus. And... They were far outnumbered. Yeah. But, and again, that's the organization behind both sides of this protest is something I, I still don't understand at this hour. Because the white supremacist movement, it moved in on the state of Virginia, in particular the city of Charlottesville. And the plans were going on uh, based on reports about a week. And then within two days, these people started setting up literally a camp in Charlottesville. And that moved into people on the campus of the of the university are saying, I think this is actually a serious thing. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. We need to, you know, prepare ourselves. And they, going from Friday going into um, uh, from Friday morning going into Friday evening, the initial protest, I was like, okay, this is probably not going to go well. The police are going to get involved, mm-hmm. shut this down, you know, end it before anything happens. That didn't happen. And I sat back like, the fuck? I, Y'all don't see what is going to happen here. This is a clusterfuck that is going to explode in your face by this weekend. Mm-hmm. Saturday came along, and that's exactly what happened. But like in Friday night, in the Vice, uh, in the Viceland, a uh, little news clip they had. One of the guys, one of the counter protesters, said to the police, "Y'all better be ready for tomorrow." <laughs> He's like, "Y'all motherfuckers have to understand that there's a whole bunch of white supremacists in our town. They're staying in Motel Sixes all across the area." Yep. In Charlottesville, like, they're here. There's going to be some fucked up shit that's going to happen. And I want to go back to one of the chants that they were, they were making because it plays into, like, a lot of what Trump played into. One of the first chants they were saying is, you will not replace us. And they meant that. Now, think about the idea that a white male in America feels that he is being replaced. And where does that come from? Now, my, my two thoughts on this was, 
The first thing is, it doesn't matter that we think that's bullshit. It's that they think that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that people who think that they're white supremacists or who are white supremacists think that. It's people who don't believe that they have the same views voted for Donald Trump because they kind of feel that a little, little, little And that's bit. why I mentioned earlier, I was shocked at everybody that didn't draw the line and was like, okay, but what he's saying is too much. Yeah, I support everything he's saying about Washington. Yeah, I support the whole idea that we need to shake things up. But at the same time, his racial views too far. His views on healthcare too far. These are just some things I can't support. But that never happened. But that means, you know what that sounds like? Someone who should be a fucking pundit and not the president of the United States. And my second thing on the... On I mean, the he, he was that. He was literally a pop culture... That's, and that's what should have stayed. Like, not we, but America brought but into the White This is the, the second House. thing about like what I thought about the you will not replace us line and like the anger you saw from, from white men. I thought that it was like symptomatic of like a male thing that happens because as men, l- listen, I'll be honest, <laughs> it's a pretty fucking sweet deal. Like when you have like the male privilege that you get to espouse every day and th- like they address this a little bit in Master of None. And I always see this like whenever like I talk to my friends and they get upset about how women view them or get upset about being referred to as like trash. I'd be like. Yeah, but when you're winning, like, you don't, you shouldn't, like... I mean, the, the L's are few and far between. That, that's what I'm it, saying. It, it, it like, sounds sexist to say it, but it's facts. That, that's facts. And, like, I feel that that's how white men should be addressing it and how they should view it. To be like, listen, I, I kind of get where you're coming from because, like, we've been in charge for a very long time and we've been running shit. And, listen, it might not have been going smoothly for you because we were looking out for our own best interests. So, to, to me, to have the idea that you don't even want to acknowledge that... Or see that, yeah, you can't have, like, just because you're white and you're privileged doesn't mean your life is going to be, like, the fucking, you're not Tom Brady every day. Like, you could have, you could live in a trailer park. You could have, be disadvantaged by the neighborhood you live in. You could not be able to find a job. So I get where that kind of anger comes from. But what I don't understand is that how, how you can't separate your life anecdotally from, like, all of society. That's why the entire protest from that regard to me was flawed. Because looking at their argument, we feel disenfranchised in America. We feel like we're being taken over. We feel like we're being uh, uh, subjugated by these other groups. And I say, like, if you have to sit back and question, by who? Who who, who is putting you in this box? If (laughs) y'all... Who? I had this conversation with my friend about, like, insecure. I just, like, not even that show. But, like, if y'all... And it was, again, regarding, like, the male, um, female thing. But, like, and now I'm speaking in general to white men. But if y'all are losing, who in the fuck is winning? (laughs) Who? Show me the W. The richer versions of yourself is now winning. That's who it is. That's that's why I always say, I always come back to this, that the bigger thing, the bigger problem north of the wall in society is about class. It's not necessarily, like, that's the much bigger problem. And they want you to think they want these inner conflicts in between, like, um, the everyday citizen in America or in the world to, 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 for these kind of things to happen. And another thing that I thought about when, like, going over this or doing it, like, any kind of research for this is that these right-leading movements have been gaining strength in Europe. And the right-leading movements in America were jealous of this. Yeah. They were jealous that in Europe that you had, like... Uh, numerous elections, and they, they use Brexit as like kind of a barometer for this. But not only uh, in the UK, throughout a lot of Eastern Europe, you would see that the right has be- has been um, forming and getting more power Strength. in Germany because they have more stricter laws and like these kind of things. While they were emboldened, they weren't getting the same kind of foothold that they were getting in other European countries. And now with the election of Donald Trump, like the right leading, the alt right of America feels like they've been strengthened. The Nazi Party. White supremacy in America feels strengthened by it. I mean, it's. I think, and I hate to bring him because he's not. He should have been on the spot. Andrew Slattis this week really got me thinking about it because he was like, I can't remember the exact phrase he used, but more like the issue that you water that that is what becomes the biggest problem, the one that you literally see happening, say or do nothing to stop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is exactly what this was. I feel like for years and years and years, it's been brewing underneath the seams of what U.S. culture is. And now we came to the point with the election of Donald Trump where people felt like, okay, it's okay for me to be this way. You know what I mean? It's It's been a long time. We've been trying to progress 
you know, away from this. But at the same time, I feel like I'm losing out some which way. And these other groups, these minority groups stepping up, becoming more, this is the reason my life isn't in the spot it should be in. So we come to Saturday now. So Saturday has come and you have the protesters who got the permits for it. And Amazing. Yeah. I mean, because like, what could they do? Because like as a state, right? If someone is going through the channels of like filing for a protest and saying that they're going to protest in this exact area, mm-hmm. you're like you're file you're following the law in one instance. My whole thing in that just permits in general for any kind of protest is like, is it really a protest if you're getting permits for it? Like, shouldn't protests like spring up in a different kind of way because that's what a lot of the right was leaning on, and Donald Trump even brought that up. But in his crazy fucking press conference, was that hey, at least they got fucking permits. But see, he didn't say uh, fucking, but he did say fucking. He, he definitely did say fucking. But anyway, again, it brings us back to the dynamics of this week. Because Friday, I don't think, me reading through everything, I don't think they had permits for Friday. Now right. the permits were for Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you saw what occurred Friday with people who were just eager to protest and, you know, be racist all throughout the street, those were the ones that couldn't wait until Saturday. They just was out there with torches on Friday night. Got it. Then my nigga, on Saturday, they didn't just come dressed with their torches and their Donald Trump outfits and their Banana Republic gear. No, they had shields, they had bats, they had pepper pepper sprays. There were some of them dressed as like legitimately like National Guard dudes. Like you don't know. You just see them in army fatigues and they're carrying guns because Virginia is an open and carry state. And meanwhile, y'all niggas can't even walk around the street with a BB gun. Dog. Listen, I, I feel like I don't want to go to any open carry states. Like, because you never suppose the dude who like drove the car and we'll get to him in a bit through those people. Suppose he was one of the dudes with a gun. He probably did have a gun or two or several. So he just thought that the car was like, the yeah, I think option. it was the quickest way for him to get through the crowd. And he, you he know, was what? just like, fuck I it. I also believe he thought he could get away with that. Like, that's what he thought. See, again, oh boy, this, it, it, so, so. this is exactly the problem. Nobody throughout the entire two days stepped up and was like, okay, I think this is going too far. Not until what happened Saturday happened, the people start to draw the line and be like, okay. Yeah, I think this went too far. Because also, like, think about what we saw even um, in regards to the police shootings, right? You had Black Lives Matter activists. Um, their movement began and uh, gained in popularity through the presidential election. Trump is elected. And then you had the Women's March. And then you see, and then there was the Muslim ban. And you, you saw increased activism across the country everywhere. One of the things that the the right and the alt-right and the white supremacists cited was that they wanted to use a community and activism in their community to build the trust and to show and to present a show of force because they're using essentially the same kind of strategies that they believe that the counter movement was using and i heard that argument and that's bs that's bs for this no reason. no no i'm not i'm i'm not saying that they're moving along in the same way i'm saying they're using the same strategies yeah the same organizing principles that's it that's as far as the well, line I mean, is drawn principles is one thing but execution is another yeah cause cause I mean these niggas showed up literally with guns torches you can't even be close to Black Lives Matter with BLM on your shirt or even like no, and like c- scratch a match you can't do that because of course you're doing a riot just the, the difference in the way that the police reacts to things like when they saw the police in Virginia were like kind of more so on the sidelines yeah they were just in, like just shuttling the crowd through and i'm like so this okay like if this was the next group you'd have been like nah y'all can't do this y'all gotta stay at this walk at this pace you know scream this loud y'all would have police that entire shit what a lot of them were trying to do is to equate black lives matter and antifa the anti-fascist movement to these white supremacists right now what I did, like, as soon as I heard this, I, I was like, listen, let me try to do a research of, like, every single violent Black Lives Matter thing that happened. Like, I Googled it. I, like, went on YouTube. I watched a whole lot of conservative shit. I saw a lot of the Antifa stuff. And I'm like, this isn't, wait, but this isn't even close to what y'all are talking about, though. Like, because the same Black Lives Matter violence thing, it's the same thing over and over. It's the same, like, few few clips of people that they play over and over and over again mm-hmm. with the antifa stuff it's mostly them trying to not allow um people like milo or ann Coulter to speak 
which is wrong. You should allow people to speak, especially when they have bookings on college campuses. But you can't equate that to what like these white supremacists have been doing. Right. You can't equate that to the history that the white supremacists have had and what they have led to. And I, I honestly believe this, that the reason that they get to say this about Black Lives Matter is because of what happened in Dallas. And I thought that Dallas was the tipping point in the election and that's what actually won Donald Trump the election. Because after that, those shootings in Dallas, it allowed these people to then be like, we can paint Black Lives Matters with this brush forever now. Yeah. And now even to this day, to this protest, they then get to say that, as Donald Trump said, it was many sides. Everyone was wrong in this. I'm, I mean, it's tricky to have that kind of conversation because of this reason. When you think about the Dallas protests, that all occurred in the span of hours. Protests started, things got out of hand, it escalated. When it escalated, lives were lost all within a few hours of the protests actually started. What happened in Virginia on this weekend? Completely different story. That shit played out over a 36 to 48 hour period. And nobody, I mean, from the National Guard all the way up to the president, Even the media outlets, if you recall CNN on Friday night, when they presented it, they presented it as a warm-up to what was happening that Saturday. Like, if you wasn't on Twitter... It was the pregame show. Exactly. If you weren't on Twitter, if you weren't on Facebook, if you weren't following the shit on social media, you had no clue that occurred according to the news until Saturday around noon. And once you started to see that, you was like, but if that happened, why y'all allowing this shit today? And then, like, another 15, 20 minutes into it, you started to see the live frames of people getting out of control. You started to see the live frames, and then the video hit. Well, the ending part of the video when, uh, the well, I can't call him the cues, of course, the guy who drove the car through the crowd. Mm-hmm. You saw the little clip of what happened in the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, but you saw this coming. Nobody stepped up to do anything. And everybody was waiting around, and it took the governor... The governor declared a state of emergency before the car incident. No. No, he did. He, he I, declared the state of emergency before the car incident because after he declared the state of emergency, the counter-protesters then walked up uh, what was called um, Fort Street in the area. And after they went up Fort Street, that's the same place that the guy drove the car into. Okay. Because they weren't allowed to assemble in the original park, the white supremacists, where they got the permits for it. They redirected them to somewhere else. And that's another thing that, like, hit me about, like, that same Vice documentary was that the dude was on the phone with the police and said, unless y'all send people down here, I'm sending 20 on... Like, fuck it. It was, like, the most white people, like, reaction. Like, you just tell the police you send people with guns. And it was like, okay, sir, we'll get back to you right away. And then he ended the call with, thank you, sir. (laughs) Initially, the way the timeline was presented on the news... CNN presented as uh, fake, car oh, you, mean, you mean fake news? Yeah, well, of co- according to the Trump, fake, yeah, news. fake news. A car rode through a crowd of people. At that time, a state of emergency was declared. This was around the time everybody was trying to figure out what happened to the helicopter. It was associated with this incident, all that other stuff. All that built up into literally 20 minutes of confusion. And so we come to the guy who like dro- drove his car um, into these counter-protesters, right? And he ends up injuring, like, the number of people I think was in the teens. And Heather Heyer ended up ultimately dying from this. And because, like, as I saw it Saturday morning, I'm just like, oh, this is just, like, regular protesters. Like, there won't be an incident. And as the day went on and then you heard the report of the incident, you're like, holy shit. This is the same kind of um, same kind of terrorist act that the uh, guy committed in Nice. Um, it's been used a few times. It's in. It's literally in the ISIS playbook. Yeah. This is what they it's, tell them to do if you don't have guns yeah, or it's weapons. Play three. It's play three. It's planes, guns, and then they're all well. Get your vehicle, drive fast. It's the, it's their running play. Yeah. And they went ahead, and then this guy, he had seen it obviously on TV, and and he did this. And in the a lot of the white supremacists online forums, they make fun of this all the time. During the Black Lives Matter protest, they would say that. Yo, if it was me, I would run over these people with these cars. They had memes about it. They shared them amongst each other. It's like a commonly known thing. Be like, yo, if you're in, if they're in your way, then you can just like go ahead and run them over. Because the the way that the guy described the counter protesters, and this is how he viewed the ops, is like he called them animals repeatedly, over and over and over again. Why would he call them animals? What does he really think of these people in this moment? It's ridiculous. I oh boy. So so that's. That was that was Charlottesville. Um, 
that's what happened i do you have anything else on charlottesville before we get into like the actual donald trump shit mm-hmm. now we covered everything uh rip to the life loss so rip to the life loss and another thing that like was i guess like very evident is like the pain in the faces and in the voices of the black people who were there who were watching it happen and was like you got to be fucking kidding yeah, me yeah because like like this can't it's be so real. hard to dis- to discuss a topic like this without being completely freaking lost words because nigga, nigga like i keep saying is 2017 in 2017 you have people walking the streets proclaiming their hate for your skin complexion so here we are right now then after the incident happens after they've been moved David Duke cites Donald Trump specifically. <laughs> Donald Trump comes out and then says the many sides thing, which blew up. Because people couldn't believe, you can't, wait, you mean you can't just like insult Nazis? Like saying Nazis is too far. You're going to equate Antifa and Black Lives Matter with fucking Nazis. Who have like, the Nazis terror resume is pretty long. They've been, they have their doctorate. In like fucking killing people, being oppressive. You can't compare that to any other kind of movement, even if you're like daft enough to think that, right? So he says many sides. Internet goes nuts. Internet goes nuts, but conserv- a lot of conservatives still supported Donald Trump and was explaining it away, saying like, yeah, he was right. That's the most amazing part that everything associated with Do- Donald Trump in this situation. The fact that people were there, well, I have to support him because he's the president. He's Republican. So I have to go along. There's like, wait, what? He said what? And there's they like, yeah, he not. said many sides. And it's like, okay, give me give me five minutes. Like, come back there. Five minutes later, Donald Trump say some other shit. Yeah, he also said. Oh. But like, at work, we have this phrase when you want to get a tax, a task done quickly and completely. He's like, this is an easy win. My boss would say that. Like, take the easy win. Just announce the Nazis. Go on with your day. Be like, listen, this is not what I'm about. Campaign is over, but no, he did not take. He's he went with many sides. And John Oliver had a line I think um, uh, that encapsulate this very very well. He said, um, "Nazis are like cats. If they like you, it's because you're feeding them." <laughs> so if they, Donald Trump, if all these people like you, it's because they like what you're saying. They like they like when you say shit like many sides, and then you just let that sit there the entire weekend because he didn't come back with anything until Monday. And that's what made it absolutely... He was like, like I'm going to say that Saturday, watch your reaction. He's like, fuck. No, but... I guess y'all taking it seriously, y'all and y'all feelings. <laughs> but see, that's just it. If it was oh, that, man. it would have still been funny to me. Like, this is the first time people criticize me. I told someone of my friends just today, I was like, this is the first time I realized, like, nah, this shit gonna go downhill or it's going downhill really quickly. This is the first it's time... It's already I, gone. No, that's what I'm saying. But this is the first time because I, I wanted to see this for the humor. Not what happened this weekend, but the presidency of Donald Trump. This was humorous to me. This is me watching America after all they've been through over the last 200 plus years. This is me watching the roosters come home to root. But this weekend, I had to say to myself, like, God damn, this, this, this happened in fast. Because you realize they probably, like, brainwashed him, electrocuted him, and got him out there on Monday, drugged up out of his mind so he could denounce white supremacy. Yeah. Because and, and it, then he started getting texts from his boys, and he's like, "Fuck that, I'm not going out like that. Let's run it back Tuesday." What, what made it so funny was insane. like insane. Somebody from the White House on Sunday they sent out a, a unclaimed uh, press release. Somebody write a anonymous press release from the White House saying that this is what the presidency do, uh, stands for. Then Monday came, Don Trump was like, "Nah, fam, what they said it did before ain't got nothing to do with me. That's how I really feel." Then Tuesday is like, fam, if and hit him up, like you said on text, but because like, like you a, weren't strong enough. A lot of people already were saying that, okay, we've crossed the Rubicon now. If he can't denounce um, white supremacists, this is almost the end of the fucking country if it's going down <laughs> like this. Like, if he can't say that, and everyone around the world is watching. So every other world leader is like, whoa. Like, he know we fight a world war to defeat them. And this is a thing that got oh, me. World war. All of these, there was a world, the two people, <laughs> there was a world war to defeat the Nazis. There was a civil war to defeat the Confederates. Those were the people who were protesting. Two losers. 
two losers, back-to-back losers. It was over a Robert Lee. First of all, why are you just, again, statues of people who lost in wars? Why? Why? And by the way, Robert Lee, a traitor, but we'll get into that later. later. But two losers. Donald Trump refuses. He'd be like, no, but I mean, like, there was, like, some good people. It's like both sides. It's like, you know, there's always two sides to argument. Uh, again, people, um, people um, who say that are fascists. Again, I support all people having their rights, their beliefs, as long as it doesn't yes, infringe on anybody else. You could say your own dumb shit and be... Listen, you could say your own dumb shit as much as you want. You could be in your feelings as much as you want. Express those dumb, incorrect feelings. But you know what you can't do? Have those stupid feelings infringe on other people. Yeah. Like, take your dumbass feelings and your dumbass beliefs and take that towards someone else's space where they're like, nah, I ain't over here fucking with you. You don't have to bring that over here. But Donald Trump is the president. When you're the president and something like this happens, you denounce the bad guys. You say, listen, America, we rally. We're America. We're going to go keep pushing for it. Not to, not Trump. Today it's uh, Robert Lee. Tomorrow it could be George Washington. The day after Donald that. Trump is like, man, fuck that. So let's talk. You know, okay, so Monday happens, right? And every, everyone on the left was like, no, like, nah, it's too late. <laughs> Everyone on the right who still supported Donald Trump was like, he he, he denounces these people he all something. the time. He gave he you what you want again. The fake news complex will not <laughs> let this man win. You're just anti-Trump all the time, every day. They say that on Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday comes. Sitting home, post-gym. Like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Donald Trump. All you see is Donald Trump news conference, exclamation points, red lettering. Okay, what's going on? Wilding. Then you hear it. The man wilding again. This motherfucker was wilding. He had... Throw down all my papers. He gave no fucks. He might as well have just said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. White supremacists, you're cool. Fuck you. That was it. That was the press conference. A man came through with a loaded pistol and started fire. Okay. No fucks given. Just everybody that stood in front of him got a shot. First, he, he began it with, um, again, now we're going to talk about this, the Robert Lee stuff. He said, listen, yeah, Robert Lee fought on the side of the Confederacy, but then he equated Robert Lee to Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, the founding fathers of the country. Uh, hey, because it could be them today. Of the country that you today. are president of. So I think it was Yale where they had the uh, Woodrow Wilson thing where they were, like had the controversy over taking down like that statue because of... His beliefs, Donald Trump's argument was that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson famously owned slaves. And yes, they they wrote all of these things about freedom in the Constitution. But like, regardless, like, you know what they actually believed at the time. Those people founded the country. What they did not do is fight on the side of the Confederacy during the war and betray the country and fight against the Union. Those people built the Union. I should put the link of the daily um, podcast on that. But they they built up the Union to do this the union eventually decided slavery needs to be abolished that might not have been what their beliefs were at the time but the same union that they built decided now is the time for slavery to be abolished you know who was not with that robert lee in the confederacy who said we will secede from the union we will fight you hundreds of thousands of americans will die I, 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 and betray the country. I, I don't know. I but, mean, and Donald Trump saw those as the same thing. And this motherfucker hates semantics I, or nuance. I, I, I like to put right way, right was. Mm-hmm. Uh, right is. The Confederacy, it wasn't all based on the whole argument over slavery. It had a large part to do with it. There were some other things. But at the end of the day, that was the literally the straw that broke the camel's back. So y'all want literally over taxes down here in the South? And y'all telling us we got slaves? That's too much foul. We, we, we got to draw this line. We got Listen, to separate. If you're making spaghetti and meatballs, you need the spaghetti. Without the spaghetti, it's not the thing. The slavery <laughs> is the thing. Yeah. The slavery is the thing that caused all of That caused the entire kerfuffle. Yeah. They fought a war for freedom and for tax and to be on their own and then are going to say, oh, and then we're going to keep slaves. Like, it was like, you know what? This is kind of isn't really making much sense. Fine, we could we could debate those kind of things, but regardless, that's the president, the leader of the country, who couldn't see the difference in these men. So he brought up um, all that Robert Lee shit, and and now I think the conservative move now, because their political ploy is going to be, these liberals want to take down all these confederacy and like destroy our history. You have books, 
the, you have the internet. The history will not be destroyed by removing a statue. And then when that statue is the reason that white supremacists come to your town, maybe that's a reason to remove the statue because all the white supremacists and the Nazis have said that they are on the side of the people who support the Confederacy. Right. So that's that's the Robert Lee thing. <laughs> that was just this is exhausting. And then I keep trying to tell people we ain't been a year since Donald Trump been president. No. <laughs> Got him. See, this is what I be- I believe that somehow space time continuum has been sped up. We are living in an accelerated world right now, and you need to take some time to slow down and just be like, maybe I could become a ludite for a little while, or at least some parts of my life I could become a ludite. But because fucking a, this Donald Trump thing went on, went up there, and then he said both sides over and over again, and again what I was saying is he repeated and and he said like. The, yeah, there are, there are bad people on both sides. And here it is. Here's the line. That, that This was the highlight line. This was his, like, fucking dunk, his 99-yard touchdown. There are good people on both sides, too. Okay. After, uh, he's like, good people on both sides, and there are some bad people on both sides also. Trust me, I know. You don't know, I know. I know. Okay, yes, I know. And there are... So, so wait, on the white supremacist side, there are good people, right? This is what Donald Trump is saying because they were there just to protest the Robert Lee thing. But good people on the white supremacist side. If motherfuckers holding torches saying you will not replace us, Jews will not replace us, yelling out, fuck you, faggot, um, would you leave? If you're like one of the good, good people, people like the Donald, you, you'll Trump be that guy that that's that's people don't go by torch. Like, like this went too far, guys. I'm gonna go like, back whoa, to the whoa, hotel. Whoa, whoa. I'm like, what is this torture symbol of? I don't, I don't think I want to fuck with this. And then let's say you weren't there Friday. Let's say you show up Saturday as one of the <laughs> the myth, <laughs> the myth of this good person on the white supremacist side, and then you decide, holy fuck, there's a lot of Confederate flags and Nazi symbols around. You wait, y'all have guns. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stick around and walk with y'all. Who 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 said the guns? We're not sure. Okay, we're gonna just see how this play out, guys. We're not gonna overreact. We're gonna see how it plays out. Those are the good people on on the side. Those, he knows. He he, he, like, uh, he he clearly knows them. They, he said it. They're in his WhatsApp group. He knows them as, by name. As and president, he knows all. He was so like combative during the interview. He called like CNN people like fake news over and over again. Because Donald Trump, listen. I'm sorry, but like Donald Trump, he will hear a term like fake news because, you know, fake news started on the left, like them saying the term fake news. And then the right appropriated it and said it over and over until they owned the right. it. I don't even think you could say the it right. It was Trump. It was Trump. It was Trump. solely Trump. It was Trump. And everybody was news. shocked that shit, he made that a thing. That's a legit thing now. Like we that, say that. Wait, the left was saying that. And then Donald Trump started saying it and it was over. <laughs> and now it's just a thing that conservatives say. It's like, oh, yeah, that's all shit now. So, here we go. The press conference is happening, and then his new chief of staff, General Kelly, is, like, standing in the corner, and NBC has a camera trained on him. I can't remember what, on what the commercial was, but... And his I facial expressions were like, holy shit. I think it was the South, the old Southwest commercials, like, if you want to get away. If you want to get away. He was in that moment. He was the guy that wanted to get away. He was just like, fuck, I wrote a perfectly good speech. It's in his pocket. He it should was, just he pull was like, it out. He was like, infrastructure. We were supposed to talk about infrastructure. How are we talking about this shit again? We had had the thing happen Monday. We had him in electroshock therapy. Like, we thought he had learned. And like, <laughs> the second Donald Trump is. went off the rails, he's like, come on. It's right. It's right there. Like, it's in the, like just pull out the speech. Pull out. Then, like, the, the camera caught him like a moment. He left it. Donald Trump was like, shit. Because now, because now here's what happens after that happened, and like you had like just him blow up during that. You have now every conservative who works for the White House and for Donald Trump now saying, "Do I work with this person who is obviously like a, a fan, or he at least has some like he has some sympathy for white supremacists, or do I just like quit the job that makes and then buy just the jerseys leave? every season? <laughs> every season he buys the jersey." Yo. Okay, this is how I know he buys the jerseys every season, though. Because Rachel Maddow, during her show, had this entire long-winded introduction. I was like, Rachel, fucking get to the point. I was listening to this yesterday. She has this entire long introduction, and then she says, yeah, the Ku Klux Klan had a, a march in New York in the 1920s. 
and one of the people cited in the newspaper whose name? Oh, it's Trump. <laughs> Trump. Same name as Donald Trump's dad. And Donald Trump went on and denied this and was like, not the same person. So she's like, I don't fucking know. I'm just putting it out there. New York, Trump seems like the same guy to me. Same kind of same kind of link. I can imagine Donald Trump being around his dinner table and his dad just exp- just like stating things like, I don't know why they have to be so uppity though. Like, why did, why why the need for integration? Like, I don't understand that. Like, society is working out very fine without. And just remember, in 1920s, slavery was definitely abolished, but equality was far from being reached. Far. So I mean, this is this is what I don't understand. Because then, like, there are the conservatives, and Jimmy Kimmel said this. That like some people, I'm not, I don't want to me say like you. Go ahead, like, go ahead. People who supported Donald Trump, you can admit you're wrong now. <laughs> it's okay to say, "Yo, I fucked up." Nah, that's going too far. Fuck. It's going. It's, it's going, going too far. We have, the joke is over. It's it ain't not, funny no more. It's, it's like lo- no. somebody lost their life life on Saturday. Like she, because what could happen next? What happens when people are emboldened? When Donald Trump equates um, Black Lives Matter and Antifa to white supremacists and the Nazi party, if you just uh, equate them protesting and pushing and shoving as the same thing, when they are not, when that's a false equivalency, what happens when one violent act happens and then the white, the white, the right decides that they're going to commit an act of violence in tenfold? Are you then going to equate that? And that's where a lot of the danger come from. And under this presence, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you know what? It hasn't even been a week yet, and I think two more protests are already scheduled. I think one is going on in oh, San Saturday, Francisco, yeah. another one in Texas. That shit could be epic. <laughs> you know how excited people in Texas is for this shit? They can't wait. They they have ironed their fucking white polo, brown khakis. They cleaned the MAGA hat. They got the golf glove. They're fucking ready to go. But... This is going to be a segue now. I set up a segue. All that being said, there have been calls for like censure, some calls for impeachment. Some people have criticized him. Um, a lot of people on the right criticize him but, uh, without calling his name because, you know, they're fucking cowards. All that being said, everything we just ran over, he's in charge of the nuclear weapons. Because somehow Donald Trump was able to push pending nuclear war to the back burner by this shit by becoming by being the real Donald Trump he didn't even push it the man straight up is like I'll get back to you I'll got get, some, got I some will get back happen. to nuclear war he threatened North, North Korea and said best not I'm like you don't like black people what, what do you mean best not they best not uh-huh. I wish a nigga would say something say something Kim Jong say something I, I was never more scared for Kim Jong Un in my life because Donald Trump is just sitting back like, you move, go on, try it. Try. We got some shit popping Man, off, but I will deal with Cardo, you. Cardo, I have many theories. One of them is that um, Donald Trump watches Game of Thrones. <laughs> because his use of fire and fury as like, that sound very Daenerys. I feel like Donald Trump believes that he has dragons when he said that. He, he has dragons. Yeah, he, he does. He, he has dragons. You know, you know what? You're right. And he has more than three. He has more than three Boy, dragons. He has dragons few, to make mistakes on and comes to see you. A few, thousand, a few <laughs> thousand dragons, like no spoilers. He has a few thousand dragons is all I'm saying. So he does the fire and fury line. But then also, um, side note, every time he's, Donald Trump seems to be in the most trouble, an episode of Game of Thrones leaks. Like... <laughs> I'm not. I'm I just not saying, saying HBO. We we discovered your problem. I'm we discovered saying, the source. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying he's responsible. That's Kyrie. I say on that dude leaking news from the White House, from the Oval Office. This nigga got leaks right there on a flash drive. Check it. Check the desk. It's there. Just know, if you're excited for the season finale of Game of Thrones, hope Donald Trump goes on another fucking vacation and no incidents happen. Because again, like the whole Charlottesville thing is like what a lot of people warn us about. It was like. What happens when something goes wrong in America that's not his making and he has to comment on? And this, the the North Korea thing, it was a portion of it was his making because he escalated it by saying the fire, the fire and fury thing and North Korea is not going to back down. Because in their mind, they're like, we've been crazy. You just got here crazy. We've always been crazy. Donald Trump's reaction is, I'm crazy like a fox because he doubled down on it and said it wasn't harsh enough. And Kim Jong-un was like, all right, all right, we ain't want those problems. We ain't want these problems. And in my head, I was like, 
fuck now he feels like now he feels emboldened we yep. use the word emboldened a lot but he feels like he's right by doing this he, like. he, he ready for anything now he just like I came off that shit with Putin won it came off that shit with Kim Jong won it who next he, he's like this protest like <laughs> I, I stuck to my guns won it I'm good like I'm I'm just knocking these things down. It's just that this fucking Mitch McConnell and healthcare, if you could fix healthcare, I'd be good. That's exactly what he's going to say. He's going to say something along the lines of, nobody's more president than me. I did this. I did this. Who's killing more than me? Donald Trump, fan VP. He's going to say it a lot exactly like that later this week. Wait for it. He has, he's in charge of the nukes. I'm on, I think he's playing some sort of video game. And you think he's in a movie? You know what um, we talked about this on the last time we parted. What Nal always says is like, listen, if the world is about to end, just everyone who listens to this podcast, shoot your shoot shot. shot, get it in one last time because like you never fucking know. He Donald Trump constantly has a fire on him. I mean, do it if you ain't living your life like these are the last days. Donald Trump got the nukes. He has the nukes, and like the Nazis feel comfortable coming out. Just of think about it. So do it. They should die. Live your life like this your last day. Because... Anything, any plausible, anything plausible to pop off. Because, like, yeah, North Korea said that they were backing off and they were not going to respond to Trump's threats. But, like, that's just today. Yeah. Like, tomorrow could happen and that could entirely change. He could find a new country to pick on. With that, Donald Trump, the type of president who just say, so y'all don't want to fight no more? Fire nuke. He just fired because y'all had threats last week. You, so y'all don't want to fight no more. <laughs> See you tomorrow in the hallway and then shoulder bump you. <laughs> That is Donald Trump, the and president of the United States. Donald Trump and this you here presidency. <laughs> huh? This it's you fucking here? This you fucking... And you... This you just, I see you on Twitter. You just, you're just talking. Your boys was on Facebook talking all I that shit. I saw the shit. tweet. I see China saying I they got the you tweet. back. Where it is? That's exactly the way Donald Trump is being president right now. That's the way he's operating. I imagine... I, I think that... Someone gave Donald Trump a briefing about, like, North Korea. And, like, Donald Trump was like, why are there two Koreas? And then they... <laughs> Then they explain it to him, right? And he, Donald Trump goes, wait, we were treated? We were in North Korea. And we had the UN with us. They had, they had China. And we fucking retreated. Not under my watch. We getting that shit back. We're like, but Mr. but Mr. Trump, this has been the US foreign policy for, I don't give a fuck. We had that land and y'all fell this back. Y'all need to stop being soft. No, Mr. President, it was not a united, it was not a state. Nah, but we can make it one. Guarantee like, you by next Thursday it's a state. It's like why are we falling back to line? See, that's your problems. Y'all living in the past. Y'all playing by rules. Like I, I listen, I almost said an Arya line um from something that I shouldn't have watched, <laughs> but I will not say it. It's, it was a line about rules. If you if you listen, if you watch it then just fill that in there. I could be on it a little bit. Pause. Okay, yeah. See, again, I'm um I'm, I'm saving you from this, but Donald Trump has nukes. Nazis are making a comeback. Fascists are winning. Mm-hmm. Um Alt-right is about to really be a real thing. It's really being a real thing. ISIS is just like, yo, like, I mean, we taking a time out right now. Just letting y'all do you. ISIS on the best vacation ever. Like, nobody paying attention now. Like, ISIS see probably going to take over Africa. Like, it's just done. Africa he's is like, ISIS now. Like, y'all watching them? No. This is this is the thing. Okay, I didn't want to get into a very thronesy conversation. We've been having too many thrones podcasts. But, like... This is how you would defeat Daenerys. You just let the people who have all the power, you let the biggest military country defeat themselves. You do not try to go toe-to-toe with them. You try to defeat them with ideas. And you let an idea like Donald Trump fester. Because if you're Vladimir Putin and you're watching this, you'd be like, let him think be friends. But this is exactly what I wanted to happen. Let the country tear itself from the par from the inside. Because, listen, I know you think that we're just talking American politics. This infects the entire world this will affect our economy it already is affecting our economy how we're perceived as a nation of black people when people go on vacation it changes the way that people will view everything it changes the value of the dollar and what the u.s stock market does will end up end up affecting us so shit like what donald trump does and says on a daily basis is important i mean i just saying for all behemoths who don't understand the seriousness of this Donald Trump's appointment to be ambassador to Bahamas. Dude just let slip a couple weeks ago. We always used to view the Bahamas like a protectorate. We 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 take care of them. A day later, dude just like nah, that's not what we, that it, that that isn't how any of this works. The Bahamas <laughs> is like, but we and your girl though. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I just, 
I mean, but like, like we used to talk to China too. Like, like I mean, China been paying the bills. Yeah, it's like you've been end. talking, but getting the car. China got us the like, car. Like China take us on the boat. Like we and your girl though. Like would you get mad at? Like check them feelings, America. Like <laughs> oh god, this could be. It's, it's not even been a year yet. How Bunny. is this possible? He he actually should not be president no more. Like no, like it should end. Like we like we get into the point now where like because we could still like laugh about this because we don't live in America we don't have to deal with like their police on a daily basis or because I mean if you on social media you get to see the shit and you have to engage it you well you don't have to but you do engage with it you see the opinions of people and I think yo one time I was out I was having a conversation with like a white Bahamian and it wasn't John <laughs> it was not John I have to say this. And like I was hearing a very like a lot of Trump leaning sentiments, and I'm like, this is it. I don't even know if you said this two years ago. Like you only say this in front of me two years ago and feel comfortable with this. But you I feel thought it was only me that. But li- you feel comfortable saying this shit now, though. I psycho I psychoanalyze everything white people say now. Everything, like because no, then no. you just you turn yourself. You like you really feeling your ism right now. Facts. And like even white people who like it, you'd be like, you fetishizing mm-hmm. me? Are you like you really fucking? I need me to like know that? what it really is, though. I need to know what it really, well, really like, is. Put like, it, put really it at good? the gate. What what's really going on? Cause could you put? Could I have a sign? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, if, if if you buy that, where your mind got? Put put it up front. Let, let me know. He tell y'all it's okay. He been telling y'all it's okay. <sighs> be some wild time. Be some wild times. Wild thoughts. Anyway, <laughs> I'm wrapping this up. This is exhausting. Jonah was supposed to be on this podcast. Jonah's like, Jonah lives in Kentucky. Jonah Fuck. said to me, Jonah's like, I am too tired. I can't. He's like, I do this every day. I talk about it every day. I'm, I'm too tired. I was like, you know what, Jonah? I understand. Like, we have some distance from it, so we could. But we, can we have some space like, in, in speaking in about it right now. They ain't taking on none of them statues. Just best believe. Like, anyway, this has been 8 Bear Juniors Podcast. They got swastika on everything.